Todd Lamb is a former Canadian Army soldier and police SWAT team leader whose deep desire to help his wife combat health issues led him to uncover the extraordinary power of natural organic remedies. With Pure Life Organics, Todd made the tough decision to leave his steady paycheck career and guaranteed pension behind to pursue his dream to create as many healthy people as possible. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Whatever branch of the service you were in, you can become a member of Navy Federal, and your family members can too. Join over 1.5 million veterans that Navy Federal serves and enjoy 24-7 exceptional service and powerful products created with you and your life goals in mind. Check out NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking today with uh, Army veteran and SWAT team leader, Todd Lamb. And Todd's current business is Pure Life Organics. Uh, Before we get to talking about business and entrepreneurship, tell us about what your experience in the Canadian Army was all about. Uh, it was a mix of everything. I was a ground pounder in an infantry unit, um, you know, over in, uh, a very, very cold part of Canada called <laughs> Petawawa, Ontario, which oh. is the home of the special service force and fortunate to serve there. It's a very high speed base. It's where, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the, the soft teams are located and, um, but it is renowned for nasty, nasty winters. So, yeah, what's it like? You're talking like minus 40 at least in the winter? Yeah, like minus 40, hour minus 40. I don't know what that translates into, (laughs) but, you know, we were doing fire team drills and um, my fire team partner's face froze. His his face literally froze, (laughs) turned black, and his cheek was falling off. Like, we're, we're talking just horrible, horrible conditions. Uh, but, um, an experience like none other, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, you know, and, and it was the foundation for, for really the, the rest of my life. Yeah. And how many years were you in the army? I did a basic engagement. So just under three years. Okay. Does, yeah. uh, Canada doesn't have a uh, mandatory military service, does it? No, it doesn't. Should, uh-huh. what, <laughs> but what's uh, the size of the of the Canadian Army? Do you know? Oh boy, I, I'm not sure. You know, it was in the in the several hundreds of thousands uh-huh. at, at one point, but I don't know what uh, what the size of it is today by okay. any stretch. I don't know if we're if we're growing or shrinking. It depends on the government of the day, really. Right. Yeah. Same with us. So, um, tell us a little bit about your transition uh, when you got out of the army. Yeah, so um, it was kind of a, a a bit of a delay. Like I'd always wanted to be after I got out, uh, moving into law enforcement. That took a bit of a process. Really interesting, to be honest. Uh, a lot of um, recruiters felt like it was necessary to have a, a bit of a break between my military service and police service to really dial back sort of that, particularly around uh, the infantry and, and, uh, those types of trades in, in the army where you're a little bit more combat focused, mm-hmm. um, you know, to just sort of a reintegration into the very slow paced <laughs> civilian life. Yeah. And so, 
Um, I had a, a bit of a break in between where I was commercial diving out on the west coast of Canada. And out of there, um, that's when I started my policing career. Uh, you know, I did general duty for a bit. I spent um, seven years as a canine officer and out of that transitioned into into SWAT and eventually took over as the team leader uh, there. So, um, you know, a, a bit of lag time in between mm-hmm. the transition, but um, certainly uh, applicable skill sets in terms of discipline and, um, you know, being able to, you know, use your mind to solve problems and, and serve ultimately. That's, that's what, uh, what I've always felt compelled to do. Right. And how, what was, how much time did you spend in law enforcement? Just about 20 years. Oh, wow. No kidding. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. So had you always been an entrepreneur or did this come about as a necessity and a healthy living or you know, it, it didn't, it was, it was something that I knew in high school. I just had this, this bug. I really liked advertising. I really liked, um, good ads. I, I've always been, you know, drawing dumb little inventions that, and even, you know, finally I had one drawn where, and, and I'm sure this has happened to every entrepreneur where they're like, I came up with. Okay. So like, as a kid, you're talking about like, uh, you had this really cool idea or harebrained idea and you thought of it and you maybe even drew something out. And then oh, like yeah. years later you see the actual invention come to fruition. You're like, Oh man, I thought of that. But you know, <laughs> I don't know how many times that's happened to me as a kid. Cause you don't, you know, you're a kid, you don't have the ability to act on ideas or do anything. Um, but I, numerous times. Um, yeah. It's just, a kid. you know, and, and creative brains and, and what I discovered, you know, being in the service is there's, a multitude of highly creative people and whatever, for whatever reason, the circumstance is uh, you, you don't get the ability or chance to act on it. And um, you know, for me, I was a young father. I was 19 when my daughter was born Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, my wife was 18 and I learned through high school as I was, you know, starting to gear up towards what I wanted to do and become and, uh, all of those things, I really was uh, compelled to serve. And so, you know, that with with uh, young family, um, you know, I moved into, into public service, um, started with the Army, obviously, then from there into policing. But I've always, always had a burning desire to run a business. And so as I progressed sort of into the eight, nine year range of, of my policing career. And with the emergent um, of the, you know, or the emergence of the internet uh, and being able to, to monetize ideas far easier than, than ever before in history that I started doing a few things that, that, um, you know, my, my first crack at it was I, I made a, a, a margarita machine out of a big cooler and a, and a <laughs> um, carburetor. And I'm like, if, cause I, we, we had a house with a swimming pool and I said, no, no swimming pool is complete without a margarita <laughs> maker. Yeah. So I made this homemade one. And I said, if I want that, uh, somebody else wants that. And so mm-hmm. I put the plans for five bucks a pop on eBay and we made, you know, 3000 bucks that summer. And I told my wife, I'm like, okay, this interweb thing works. 
I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and it just, it just took off from there. Right. So, Man, so, so you didn't actually make them for people. You just sold the plant, the plans yep. electronically or, or via email. Yep, or that was my PDF first, download. my first, um, you know, I, I had a PDF file, which were these miraculous things in yeah. 2005, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you, took twenty minutes to um, download a document. <laughs> yeah, totally. You would you pay me the five bucks and and you'd get the link to the plans and and you could print them off and away you went. So it was, and my brother and I photographed the whole thing with a digital camera, and so it was a really nice, you know, easy to follow things. And people would send me the pictures of their homemade margarita makers with amazing paint jobs on, like it was the coolest thing, but I, it, that really flipped the switch for me. It it just, I just got hungry from that point. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, so, so keep going down this road. So you, you get your, really your first taste of entrepreneurship was more or less a success, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that, that's, um, and were you still, were you still a police officer at that time? Yes. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And so that was, that was what led me. So on the job, you you have to have permission to do anything outside. So that was a hobby. And I said, you know, I'm going to figure this thing out. So um, I got permission from the department to pursue my passion in fitness and um, with, with a friend of mine, his passion in martial arts. And, and um, Mm -hmm. so we created a series of products around fitness and, and uh, jujitsu and put those online, and he started a very successful um, jiu-jitsu channel called Submissions 101. And so we built these these products kind of based on those platforms where you could get, you know, you could see all of the free stuff, but we'd have even better training inside of, of these products and, and started doing that. But very, you know, not really understanding the the critical component of, of the sales process you know, we just kind of put them out there and, um, you know, he was on the job at the time as well. Well, he didn't start there, but he, he is now. And, and, um, you know, you, you just don't understand all of the, the moving parts at that stage. So it was very, you know, a naive attempt at, uh, just kind of creating this secondary passive income, um, you know, and, and then the, the, the world, the online world really started to, to speed up and, and yeah. change. And, now, did you know, that. did you know that the, like that model you guys were using where you put out a bunch of free stuff and then have paid packages and things behind that? Did you just kind of make that up yourself? Cause that's a it, very successful model even today. It, how, how you know, and his, done. you know, the submissions one-on-one channel was, I mean, man, like, to be putting videos online was no easy task because the speeds to upload, you know, you'd start uploading a two and a half minute video and it might be done by the next morning kind of thing. Right. (laughs) Like it was, it was a laborious process uh, and cameras weren't as, as good as they were now. So building that channel, you know, we had 125,000 followers back in 2006, 2007. There were, that was a big channel. It was, it was the, the real deal in, in the world, um, you know, of, of online marketing. And so we just thought, well, if people want this free stuff, what if we do some really cool paid stuff and use this process to show them where to download it and pay us through PayPal or whatever. So we just kind of, 
systematically started to figure these things out, which led to conversations with people who are in the health and fitness space Mm -hmm. who were just, you know, absolutely crushing this, this industry. They were, they were kind of the forefathers in the space uh, around, you know, they'd started kind of 2004, 2005. And eventually through these processes, we, we ended up connecting with them in, in a, in a much more significant way. Wow. Okay, so um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about what you're doing now, which is in uh, Pure Life Organic. So hold on, we'll be right there. Navy Federal membership is open to all veterans and their family members too. I was in the Marine Corps for 24 years, and I've been a Navy Federal Credit Union member for 30 years, and all my family members are Navy Federal Credit members. If you served in the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard, or Air National Guard, you can join. Serving over 1.5 million veterans, Navy Federal understands the unique lives of veterans and offers products and services to meet your life goals. As a member-owned, not-for-profit credit union, Navy Federal has a mission to put you and all their members first by making your success their priority. On average, members earn and save $361 more per year just by banking with Navy Federal. If you're in the market for a new car, Navy Federal Credit Union makes buying a car easy with their auto loan process. Their application process is easy. You can do it on their mobile app, online, or by phone. It's so fast, you can get a decision in seconds. Insured by NCUA, credit and collateral subject to approval. Rates subject to change and are based on credit worthiness. Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Okay, we're talking back, we're back talking with the Canadian Army veteran and uh, police SWAT team leader, Todd Lamb with Pure Life Organics. So, Todd... Before the break, um, you were talking about some of the success you're having with uh, uploading uh, some of the jiu-jitsu videos and some other things, uh, you and one of your uh, business partners, and you started connecting with all these, making all these fitness connections online, and it got really big. Um, So what happened then? Because this is a really interesting part. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, just to reiterate that – I made the smart move in 2007 to get written permission to do it. And uh, that's a critical piece, you know, when, when, you know, your, your primary job is, is service mm-hmm. um, and you're doing a, a secondary employment. And as I started to connect with these people at live events at masterminds um, you know, I made some, some connections that could really 10 X what we we're doing. And so, um, you know, I, I got connected. We launched a product, a product, um, in the fitness space really that spoke heavily around, um, you know, the, the, the bravado, the, the, um, service side, which, you know, generally for guys like you and for me, we would never buy that kind of stuff, but the general public obviously likes that stuff. And it, went wildly successful, uh, in, in the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And eventually the department came to me and said to take it down. And I said, but I, here's my permission letter. And they said, we, we don't care. We don't feel like what you're doing today was what you asked to do in 2007. I said, well, it says self fitness online. That's exactly what we're doing. And, and so they, they, you know, made life extremely difficult because they didn't like the messaging, even though it didn't mention my department, didn't mention anything that I do. They just sat around a table 
and and decided that they didn't like the way that it was being done. They didn't like the messaging. And, and we all know what, what happens when a group of people sit around a table and decide they don't like something, right? Yeah, and so this this was this a a policing policy or not necessarily a Canadian police policy? Um, what was the driving force behind it? Behind them not liking it? Trying to shut you, yeah, trying <laughs> well, to make I you think quit. When, when you, it, it you know, it, it, it becomes a, about jealousy and about um, people not wanting you. They don't mind if you do okay. Don't like it when you do better. You know, it, it, it really knocks people's egos down and they want to teach you a lesson. And who do you think you are? And um, you know, there's, it's an, you know, we've all experienced this in, in military careers, policing careers, you know, unfortunately, oftentimes people eat their own and that, that is, um, an unfortunate characteristic in the culture. We should be lifting each other up, supporting each other. Um, you know, it, we don't make a ton of money in policing, certainly not in the military, particularly on, on retirement, these things, you know, it's, it's not this, this bed of roses that you float away on. You still are, are cracking at it, trying to make a buck. And, and oftentimes guys have deep, rooted jealousy and they don't want their peers to succeed. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's the crab in the bucket analogy and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's definitely an issue in the military. We've discussed a number of times on the show. You have to be not only just for security reasons, but if you have, if a boss in the military finds out you're running a business on the side and they get jealous, it's going to create problems. Yeah. But also if you're in a leadership role and your subordinates find out that you're running some kind of business on the side, it can cause you know, leadership oh, yeah. command, leadership issues. So it's very, yeah. very touchy. Um, and you, you should be asking permission or get written permission, some some kind of written permission from the JAG or the CO. But yeah. but then you run the risk of if you ask permission and they say no, then you're dead. You know, you, you, yep. is it more of a and, beg forgiveness and thing? Then, but, and then you have to make the, the choice that I did because they weren't going to be, you know, this was going to go to – um, while it was, it, they they uh, started launching uh, disciplinary investigations into just every aspect of my business and um, all were unsubstantiated. And I welcomed it because I, again, I saw on the strength of, of that letter, um, but they're, they're pushing you toward a choice. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I finally said in, in September 2015, which is five years ago this month, I told my wife, I said, it's time to go. And, and it wasn't because um, they, they gave me the push that I'd always really wanted that I don't know that I would have taken on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they, they demonstrated is, A, they didn't have my back like they said they would. Mm-hmm. And B, I, it was time for me to step up and believe in myself, you know, and, yeah. and utilize all of those skills, uh, you know, in terms of discipline, in terms of self-motivation, in terms of leadership, uh, and really take this thing to the next level. And, uh, man, I had some sleepless nights for a week. You know, I, <laughs> I walked away, I was making, I was, I was a supervisor sergeant's wage. I was, you know, $130,000 a year, $2 million pension, probably by the time it's all said and done, you know, if you, if you live that long and I walked from it because, 
I, I decided to believe in myself and um, not be brought down and not be around negative people that, that didn't support, you know, success. Um, yeah. And it was some sleepless nights, my friend. Let me tell That's you, interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't mind you struggling with a business, but when you became really successful, like better than oh, them, then all of a sudden they want, they, they, nobody cared. I'd done this exact same thing for almost eight years. Nobody cared when it was, you know, a thousand bucks a month. But you know, when it, when, when we had a, a seven figure launch, some, some people's, you know, ties got <laughs> a little bit tighter. Yeah. You know and probably I mean? not so, just from the employer, but, Friends and family react interestingly sometimes when all of a sudden, yeah, you, you know, you know that I, I, overnight I was, success. You know. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. So uh, no, so you started powerful. going down this road, and it it kind of pivoted or segued into Pure Life Organics. Um, I mean, obviously, you can see the relation there. But talk about how what happened after you went full time with this, and eventually got got to where you are now. Yeah. So we, so, um, you know, it, it segued into a few more releases of some fitness pro products, but staying connected. And then we had one where we kind of, um, you know, my wife had been in a car accident. She's a police officer as well. Same department. Um, she'd been in a car accident and, uh, um, had very serious back injuries as a result, always athletic, you know, but as we both got into our forties, the, the weight started to creep on. So I did a lot of research into, um, organic remedies and eventually arrived at this morning breakfast tea followed by a, a diet protocol. And she ended up losing over 54 pounds, uh, without almost no exercise. And so I said, okay, well, let's try it on a few other people. So we, we had four case studies and one of my guys who, who drove, you know, a, a bread truck for a living, which I think would be the hardest job in the world. Smelling that freshly weight. cooked bread all day. Yeah. <laughs> he, he ended up losing 84 pounds. And then I'm like, okay, we're on to something. So we, we launched that product and, um, you know, it, it ended up doing just beyond what I could have ever even imagined. And, and I imagine having not walked out and believed in myself and just letting this product never come to fruition. It, you know, my life would, would look very different. Now yeah. we're, we're, you know, um, a multi-skewed digital and physical company with, you know, the ability to, you know, from our, from our, all of our guys offers, we, we contribute to the wounded warrior project. That's our, our um, main charity and, and on the, on the, the organics and health side uh, we contribute to uh, air seed tech is a drone reforestation uh, company. And then we also can contribute to Eden reforestation. So we're able to do these things that are going to have near, near term impact on people's lives. Mm -hmm. So it's just, and you know, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but people are actually yeah. using drones to plant trees now. So I, I would want to talk about this for hours. Yeah, it is. It is. This is why that I'm so cool. excited about it. If you look up um, drone seed, uh, air seed tech, uh, flash huh. forest, we're we're in behind primarily air seed tech as a as a R and D partner for huh. um, what they're doing. But they can 
plant trees eight times faster. And you see what's happening in Oregon right now. Um, They need this, this technology. And it's the first time technology has been on the side of, um, you know, replanting versus harvesting, but it's there in order to, to make an impact, there's 5 trillion trees that need to be planted um, through, throughout the world. And so, it's it's big business and it's it's coming in, yeah, in a very rapid crazy. way for sure. Can you go into a little more detail with Pure Life Organics about um, are are you almost a hundred percent online retail sales on your own yep. website versus Amazon or some other channels? Um, yeah, and what you've learned through that whole process. Yeah, so Amazon's a very limited channel for us. All of our. Um, Sales are 100% online. We have no uh, brick and mortar anywhere. We have an e-commerce site, but we use a sales process um, called direct response, which is, you know, that almost that 3 a.m., you know, vegetable juice type, you know, direct response uh-huh. type sales process because it's, it's um, emotional, it's educational, and, of course, at the end of it, the the sales process you you want your your customer to purchase the thing and so that's where we've been most successful my business partner is a very good copywriter um and um you know we're we're able to utilize that uh in a way to drive a high volume of sales and then we you know we I, I use the example in an earlier discussion. We, we kind of plan our business in reverse the same way you do a hostage rescue. And that's from a successful outcome. And so I built my business that way in terms of, of customer retention, customer experience, making sure everything is, you know, geared towards them being successful so that even though they've come in in an emotional buy, they don't, you know, automatically, um, you know, have buyer's remorse because we treat them so well and they're, you know, the products that we continue to offer them really optimize their health. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is that it, it has to do the thing that it says it's going to do. Yeah. Do you have good customer retention? We do. Yeah. We have good lifetime value. Um, it's, it's incredible what our team does to, to provide a good experience. We don't always get it right, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, we certainly strive to do that. And it's, it's critically important for us to, to make sure that, you know, the way I think about this business is, is if I haven't done my job well enough means that if, you know, pure life organics falls off the map today, nobody cares. And I want, to be that, that business that is like, man, I, I, I hope these guys are always around because they deliver all of these things that, that just mm-hmm. make my life so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so talking with that, the military community crowd out there that's um, yeah looking to get into entrepreneurship or they're struggling to get started, those kinds of things. What kind of advice do you have for, you know, the budding or the entrepreneur wannabe out there who might still be locked into the military or another job trying to break free, work the business on the side. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would continue to crack at it to the point where it, it almost feels like it's going to go like, you know, you, you, you feel very comfortable in your, um, you know, your, your security around your obligations to your family. 
that's that's an important one um you know and and once you sort of feel like okay i think that there's something there you've made the connections you know you're putting yourself out there to make all of those uh connections in your space and and really building a good foundation once you've done that then leverage that ability that you've found within yourself i mean you you put people through a basic training course that it it really tells you what you're made of so many more fall away than than succeed at you know mm-hmm. um going into into a, a high level of service and it really gives you that foundation from a personal standpoint about how to to you know it's it's an up and down ride you know but i i think people that have um you know previous service or even you know that that um that ability to to stay and remain disciplined and focused are the ones who will be successful and and that's what exists within uh the the character of of people who serve yeah when you first when you were first getting started coming from a military law enforcement background what kind of blind spots did you have that you didn't realize at first uh, I didn't know how to run a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really broad I, picture of looking at it. Yeah. So, well, I did exactly. I, I, um, I just know. thought create thing, sell thing. You know, that was it. I didn't know yeah. about, you know, what it means to track numbers, what, what, what it means to have week over week, what you should be looking at, what metrics mean, what KPIs were. You know, I was just, I was, I, I am way more on the creative side than the analytical side. Um, but I had to learn it and, and I had to, to be open-minded to understand that these are the things that, that drive success. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. point in selling something a, that people don't want or b that, that, you know, costs more to sell than you make, you know, it's, it's critically important to understand numbers um, and and the role that they play in terms of, of growth of a business. And were you able to become a numbers expert, or did you realize that was a blind spot or a weakness for you, and you brought somebody along that could do do that for you? Yeah, and I brought I brought somebody along. I knew what needed to be tracked. I knew that if I sold this on the front end, and that they took, you know, we all talk about average order values and lifetime value and all that. I I know I needed that I needed somebody to get into Excel or, or sheets and do the formulas and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and be able to, to navigate, um, you know, the platforms to be able to pull numbers and then have integrity in those numbers so that I, I felt comfortable because I, I was for a long time just running blind. It, it seemed like, you know, I spent some money and I got a little bit more money back. So, you know, it, it all seemed to be working, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that, that really is no way to, to be successful and grow a business. You have to act, absolutely bring people on when the time is right. And you'll know because it's so hectic, it's so chaotic that, um, you know, it, it's just too much for you to do all things, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's typically what's referred to as the entrepreneurial trap. As yeah. an entrepreneur, you want to try to do everything because you're trying to get a business off the ground you don't yeah. want to bring somebody in and pay them to do something that you're not even sure is going it, to work yet. It is, you know, it's, it's hard and I've done all things. I would, I would do whatever it was I was doing in the day and then I would 
stay up until, you know, one, two in the morning doing customer service and, and making sure that, uh, you know, it, it all worked. And then eventually I, I added one person because every minute you, you take away from, you know, that, that 5% of things that you should be doing that are going to create exponential growth, you know, is, is a minute wasted for you where you can find, you know, very willing people either to do it at next to no compensation um, or, or free until, you know, there's lots of people that will help, you know, lots of people. Yeah. So, um, well, so we're getting towards the end of our time here, Tom. Um, you know, if you're talking to the, the, some of the folks still in the military or military spouse, who's really yeah. wanting to make that leap into entrepreneurship, what kind of things come to mind um, when you're talking to them from perspective of somebody who's a lot farther down the road than they are? Yeah, I would, I would say um, educate yourself, like do a, do a bit of market research, you know, um, find out what uh, the, the addressable market is for that thing that you want to create. I mean, um, you know, and then understand who you want to sell to, understand what they read, what movies they like, what video games they play, what cars they drive, how many kids they have. Just try to really get inside their head because that's what's going to allow you to sell your thing to them. You're going to be able to have that, that conversation uh, right inside their head and, and tell them why they need it. And then, you know, from from a financial standpoint, it's going to take some risk. And, you know, we talk about failure all, all day long in, in the world of business. And I've, I've never really seen it that way. I've always seen it as, um, you know, a point of learning. It's like, okay, well that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's pick up and, and move forward. I, you know, there's, there's nothing, the only people and, and, you know, so cliche and I hate this, but the only people I've ever seen fail are those who quit. That's yeah. it. You know, I, I shouldn't be doing probably what I'm doing, but I just refuse to quit. I will not die. I won't be outworked. You know, it's, it's, yeah. um, that's what it takes. And, and surround yourself with positive people. If somebody's is joking with you and, and those jokes are, are negative or they're, you know, talking, you hear that they're talking about you uh, behind your back, cut them out of your life. That includes family. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the, the, the first things I did. If you were not supportive, if you did not uh, help me feel uplifted on a daily basis, I cut you out. Exactly. That's it. You not know? worth it. Absolutely. Nope. Awesome. No, it, it, it takes away. Well, hey, Tom, uh, I really appreciate you sharing your uh, successful um, entrepreneurship story. Um, look forward to seeing Pure Life Organics, um, the, your future success. And uh, thank, you, thank you thank you for sharing your golden nuggets on uh, veteran entrepreneurship. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and I would encourage everybody to to jump in. It's, it's incredibly rewarding. Okay, I f- one thing. Pure yep. Life Organics, is it purelifeorganics.com? How do we find you? It sure is. Yep, purelifeorganics.com. Uh, and if you come check us out on Instagram at purelife.organics, you can find our, our subject matter experts who, who I make them do a whole whack of content on 
things, injuries that I have, <laughs> bad back, <laughs> bad knees, yeah. out of stretch, all of the things. So you'll find all that good stuff there. So my body's pretty beat up after a life of service. I'll tell you. Great. Well, thank you for your service and uh, thank you for sharing your golden nuggets. And, and like I said before, look forward to your future success. Thank you so much. Appreciate right. it. Take care. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>